Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us. This is Dr. Michael Troyer, and our topic today is four steps for that to that scary thing called networking in order to build our business. So we have to go into this big space with lots of people, and maybe we only know one or two. Oh, boy. And, and we want to build our business. We want to find some new customers. What are we going to do, Anna? What are we going to do? I think you can tell this is Anna coming up. Yes, 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 Michael. Yes, it's extremely intimidating and scary to go into a room and networking. I should put maybe above that is public speaking for all of us, but networking for small business owners, oh, it's a nightmare. However, you have to do it. It's a must for small business owners to do it, to make sure that you create your network and you expand your reach of potential customers or network, or even network of people that can connect you with some different supply chain you need for your business. So it is a must for small business owners. Today, we want to ease your networking skills and give you some tips how you do it. Yes. I think the first one would be simply to look at the possible places you could go to meet people, the different networks, and make sure you're going to the one that might serve you the best. And I break it down in a number. There are professional networks. So there's financial folks, bankers and financial planners who get together. That would be a professional group. And they might, uh, you might get to know somebody there who would seek your services or recommend you, refer somebody to you. There are industry groups. If you're into manufacturing or if you're into a particular type of manufacturing, it might be useful to go to that. If there's a market that everybody's trying to serve, the, the small the small homeowner who's just purchased their first home, uh, there's a market and you might get together with other people who are also going after that same market and share notes on, on how to approach that first time home buyer. Or maybe it's simply similar types of, of people. I'm I'm a consultant, Anna's a consultant. So it's fun sometimes to talk to consultants, even though they don't provide our particular services. I learn things from other consultants. So choose the right network to go to. That'll make you a little more comfortable. Absolutely. And next thing you have to do, is just make sure that you plan ahead on how to utilize your time effectively when you go in. In fact, every time I will walk into a networking event, I will goals in front of me saying, before I leave this event, I will have five business cards I will walk out with, or two, or three, whatever you feel comfortable. You may start with one only, that's it. The next time you will start with two. But just put a goal in your head and just, you will say, I will do that before I leave. And, and let's be honest here, that some of us are what we call extroverts and we have a passion for what we do and, and we can talk almost to anybody, not everybody, but almost anybody. So we walk in wanting to tell others what we do and we have a business card to hand out, hoping we get one back from them. We still need to think through how do we effectively tell somebody what we do? What's the tagline we use? What's the the pitch we're going to use? That's important for an extrovert, even though they like to talk a lot. But let's talk about the introvert who's walked into the room and they really don't want to have to talk to anybody. What do they do? 
how do they prepare themselves? I, I, I think you want to have in your head a question you want to ask of somebody or a little bit of small talk. Right? We all talk about the weather or, or something else. I, we have a colleague, Anna and I, who said to go into a room like that and look for somebody leaning against the wall, maybe with a plate in front of them, nibbling on some snacks, not talking to anybody. Walk over to them with another plate, lean up against the wall, and don't say anything for a few seconds. And then say, eh, this is really tough, isn't it? I don't know anybody here. And see if that person responds. That's opening a door. And as an introvert, that's what you're trying to do, is open the door to see if you get something going. If the person responds, you might get that first business card that Anna said among the five you're trying to collect, pushing yourself to talk to strangers. And sometimes I will just kind of in my head, I'm closing my eyes, dive right in and ask, what do you do? Just yes. one person. And I'm in my head, I usually will say, and I will be done because I have only one goal, one business card. I just will ask the first person I meet, I'm getting their business card. And that said, and the interesting part is when you ask the question, what do you do? So you create an interest in the other person. You don't have to talk. You don't have to come up with the tagline at this point because sometimes we tagline, I prepare my tagline. And if uh, people ask me, I forget about my tagline. So that's why you ask them. You throw the ball in their court and see how they will react. And then you will start the conversation. Anna, you are so right. And I think the most powerful selling tool that we have in front of us that we don't use is simply to ask a question. You ought to have a list of five questions and a little piece of paper in your pocket. You can pull it out and say, okay, I'll ask that one to the next person. Yeah, What do you do? Or uh, are you are you involved in a product or, or a service that you offer? Well, any kind of question. You want to get the conversation going and make them talk to you. Follow up with another question. Keep it going for a while. They'll think you're so brilliant because you're asking questions and you don't have to make up any conversation at all. And you are interested in them. You cannot imagine the ego of the other person, how much they start glowing when someone else is interested in them. It's yeah. amazing. And again, Michael said it, you don't have to talk. You just really, truly be sincere and be interested in the other person. In fact, a good principle to have in your head is ask more, talk less. Bingo. That's good for you. But good for introverts and good for extroverts. Absolutely, absolutely. And Michael just mentioned about the tagline. So let's just talk a little bit about the tagline because I know that a lot of people, their concern is my tagline good, not good. Well, the only way you know whether it's good or not good is to test it. Mm -hmm. Test to a different people and see how they will respond. And have, if you can, a little fun with it, because you want to get them to ask you some questions, perhaps. Uh, somebody asked me, what do I do? I said, I, I help small business owners sleep at night. And I leave it at that. And then they want to know, well, what do you mean by that? That's kind of a funny, goofy phrase. So play with it a little bit, but think of something that provokes a response from whoever asked you to say, well, what do you do? Yes, you have to stand out from the crowd. That's very important. And again, when you're explaining something, if they ask you why or they want to expand, we want you to make sure that you remember that you have to keep it 
simple, casual, and clear. Please. Yeah, clear and simple. But let your energy, your passion about it show at the same time. But don't Absolutely. go on too long. Make them ask another question. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you if you go too long, it's yeah, no. it's <laughs> the other person will be bored and they will forget what exactly you have been talking prior to that. Keep it short, concise, and clear and stand out from the crowd. Now, let's say that you find that person says, look, could could we exchange business cards? And so you hand them yours and you get theirs. Now I'm up to two on it. I've got two so far. What do you do when you leave the meeting? Very important. You follow up. Yes, yes. And before we continue with the follow-up, Michael, I will give a little trick to some of our listeners. Right. I never carry a business card with oh. me. Oh, I do carry, but I say I don't. And why? Because what is happening is sometimes in net at networking events, a lot of times all these people have had a lot of business cards and they will pile them up. And maybe after a while, they will put them in the recycling bin. However, I want you for you to take their card and tell them, I will send you my information in email or phone call, but preferably email. And Michael said, then you follow up, but you follow up right away. So I read one time that uh, business owners lose 80% of their business from networking events because they do not follow up. Eighty oh, percent of the businesses at the networking events you go to do not follow up. Isn't that sad? Yes, and and you probably ought to make a note on their card because Anna is giving you such a clever way of getting their card. When you step away from them, make a little note on the card. Guess for yourself what form of interaction communication are they most likely to want if they're a little older uh, email uh, or or a written note if they're younger maybe a text message because there's a phone call, phone number on that card and you just text them and say nice to meet you what a pleasure the younger person is going to respond to that text much more quickly than the email which gets lost in a thousand emails so figure out what's the best way to get back to this person and keep track if they don't respond with a text message then use one of the other devices but as Anna said Follow up. Yes. And follow up after a while, follow up again. Maybe they were very busy after the event right away. Don't assume that they don't want to talk to you because you don't know what's going on in the other's person's life. They may be in the middle of a huge project. Follow up in a few months later and say, hey, how are you doing? We're just checking in. All right. We've given you four steps to networking. Shall we go through them, Anna? Absolutely. So first... You have to choose the right network. Number two, you have to make sure that you plan ahead to make sure that you use your time very effectively. Number three, you have to make sure that you have a tagline. And number four, follow up. Extremely, extremely important step. Thank you for being with us. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.